1: Folks, what's going on, Grid?
0: This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Football Frenzy.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome in, everybody. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Studio 34, I am your host, the closer Chris Ventra. Happy New Year to those just tuning in to 2020. It is already the third, so hopefully uh, you know, you're not just tuning in to 2020. But Fantasy Taz Jim Day has joined the program here on a Friday for the first time in
3: 2020. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, how you doing today, brother? Well, I've been better. I got a bone to pick with you. What's that? All of a sudden, last night I start getting texts from my bank saying, I opened this account, or I opened that account, and I couldn't figure out what happened. You're such a liar. And all of a sudden, one of my friends tells me, well, Chris showed your check on the show yesterday. What are you (laughs) doing showing my check on this show, You're such a liar. You're such a liar.
2: I know you're lying. (laughs) I know. There you go. There you go. I showed it quick. I said, look at Marvin the Martian. Boom, put it away. That was it. Real quick. What's wrong
3: with Marvin the Martian, man? You're making me very angry.
2: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Marvin the Martian. As is, there's nothing wrong with uh, the Tasmanian Devil. You know what I'm saying?
3: Uh, Bostil Bryan says. Oh, that was a different check. Somebody <laughs> else got the Taz.
2: <laughs> oh, that was out loud, Bostil? All right. Shout out to the pitch. Shout out to the Goon Squad. Welcome in, everybody. Of course, George Kurtz here on the program today, too. A lot of news, uh, you know, floating about. And uh, the highlight right now seems to be the Jason Garrett Dallas Cowboys thing. Still.
4: Still lingering, George. Is anybody surprised? This is Jerry Jones. Yeah. I i mean, he's got a thing for Garrett, whatever. It, when I say a thing, I mean, he, he must really like the guy. I think they want, them, or want or wanted him to stay with the team. Probably not as head coach, although I'll be honest. If I heard tomorrow that he got a four-year extension, nothing would surprise me anymore. <laughs> uh, but I think he wanted him to stay in some sort. But you can't do that. Keep saying this over and over again. What makes you think Garrett was, to be honest, what? A mediocre head coach? Average head coach? You know, whatever. He made bad adjustments. He wasn't he wasn't very good. It's the bottom line there. But he was a great puppet. <laughs> he, he was a very good puppet. A Fantastic puppet. Fantastic puppet. puppet. But what what do you what makes you think he'd be a good personnel man, or you know someone to be do this in the front office or that in the front office? What are you gonna make him GM? So he's a puppet again? <laughs> well, you can be GM, but you have to listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to do everything I say. Because it's a joke. It's a dictatorship. You know, that was the problem
3: with Garrett, though. He really went downhill as soon as Jim Henson died. <laughs> what? I knew Chris wouldn't get it. I don't knew George would <laughs> yeah, I was
4: I was waiting to see if he would get it. But I didn't get it. You know, <laughs> yeah, Jim
2: Henson,
3: <laughs> the puppet.
2: Ma- yeah, the on, puppet master, <laughs> Jim
3: Henson.
4: <Hansen>. He <laughs> made he Jason Garrett.
2: Yeah, no, I know, I know. You're right. I mean, listen, it's a dictatorship in Dallas.
4: That's it. It's it well, a dictatorship. It you heard Jerry Jones say it. You know. Uh, yes, I am the GM of the team. You don't fire yourself. Right. Well, you know, Jerry, you do when it's been 25 years. <laughs> 25 years. No other GM is going to last that long. And it's what the you know if you're a Cowboy fan, you have to put up with this. I'm a Yankee fan. Had to put up with with, it, with George Steinbrenner. When did the Yankees get good? In the 90s, when Steinbrenner was suspended, mm-hmm. baseball started all this with the Yankees. When Steinbrenner got suspended in '93 or '92 or '93 for the Howard Spear and David Winfield thing, all of a sudden the Yankees took off because Steinbrenner was out of control for a couple of years. So they kept the plays. They made the right moves here. You know, uh, it's not going like to happen with Jerry Jones. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just not going to happen with Jerry Jones. He's going to keep screwing up this franchise by doing what he wants to do, whether it's right or wrong. And he won't hire a real, a real fan, a real fantasy man, a real GM, which is what we know uh, the Cowboys need. But he won't do it.
2: Yeah, he won't. I mean, we'll be shocked by who he hires at head coach, probably.
3: Uh, well, I'm not really supposed to say anything, but oh, you
2: have inside information. Did you get the job, Jim? <laughs> are you I'm a, a
3: long plan for the Giants?
2: Are you an offensive guru or a defensive
3: <laughs> guru? That's my question. Uh, I'm a neutral guru. I all like right. the neutral.
2: You like the neutral? All right. See, I'd be a defensive guru. It'd be very simple. I draft all defensive linemen, uh, the most freakish, biggest, strongest defensive linemen you can have. Kind of like the Giants uh, with Coughlin when they won the two Super Bowls. Have a great D line. Some athletic secondary guys that can make plays, playmakers, and a great middle linebacker. Boom, there's your defense. I don't really care about the outside linebackers. As long as they're fast, I'll take whatever. You know what I mean? That's how I would build my defense. I don't think people. In this people day and
4: never... age, you need, you need pass rushes and cornerbacks. Right. You need Harry really good quarterbacks.
2: Books. Right. So, I mean, having a good middle linebacker, I think, is important because that's like the quarterback of the defense. So, a guy that's intelligent, like an Erlacher. And that's, that's an old-school reference for the millennials, you know what I'm saying? Um, I might even be a millennial. I'm not sure. I don't know if I make the cutoff. But Erlacher was like that. Ray Lewis. I mean, if you look at those great middle linebackers, those defenses were always good. Brian Erlacher, Chicago Bears defenses were always good. You know, good to great. They were never really bad until towards the end of Erlacher's career. Ray Lewis, those defenses were always good. So you have a great middle linebacker. I think you could have a really good defense. Uh, even if you, don't, you lack a little talent. But we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens with the, with the Dallas Cowboys. But we got the wild card playoffs coming. So after the break, I want to break this down with Jim Day since we got him back. Fantasy playoffs. I just joined uh, Greg Sussman's Fantasy Playoff League, which is a pretty big league uh, for big money. Uh, and you can only pick one player per team. And there's a salary cap, too. It's very difficult. I'll tell you that right now. Ten spots on the roster. Twelve total teams. So, you're missing two teams. There's two teams you're not going to have a player on. Uh, and then you're going to lose players, of course, throughout the thing.
3: And then you got two teams where you got to use a kicker and a defense only. Right. You could also. So you got to pick wisely a kicker and a defense. They add, add a lot of strategy to it.
2: Yeah. And you want to throw in some more strategy? You could actually leave the kicker, the defense, whatever you want, open. You could not select a kicker or a defense and stack the rest of your lineup.
3: Interesting. Yeah, but you can
4: still only use one player from each right, team. that doesn't make any sense.
2: No, but you leave yourself more salary cap.
4: Okay, now I see what you're saying. Yeah, instead okay. of
2: spending on the kicker and the defense, because the defense is like, like the Bills' defense it. is eight bucks. The most expensive defense is like sixteen bucks. Uh, you know, and a kicker is like five, six bucks if you're going to get a middle of the road one. So you're saving yourself well over twenty dollars, and you got a hundred and ten dollar budget. I mean, you could you could really stack up with some stars. But you have two empty Robs spots, the spot. So we'll see what happens with that. Interesting. We were all talking about it upstairs. Uh, I'm sure you guys are doing some fantasy playoffs, huh? Jim, are you in any fantasy playoff things besides the one you
3: made? Uh, yeah, I got a bunch over at the uh, FFWC. They got a bunch of different contests going on, Big including money. a free yeah. contest over there. Beat Dr. Roto. With- oh, I'm in that. Yeah, I'm in that. Yeah, that, that's always a fun one. Yeah, it's free, so why not, you know? All right, we'll be right exactly, back. Exactly, but- Hey, you want to go to Maui for 25 bucks? You Maui. can do that there, too.
2: Beautiful thing right there. All right, Fancy Goodball friends. you will be right back after this. Get on the grid. the egg. Welcome back. Pink Floyd. One the brick wall. Nailing it. Shout out to Boston, Brian, Chris Kosky, the rest of the pick, Alex Baisano.
3: Totally different version, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a, very, it's a different version. It's not, that's
3: a cover. Yeah, yeah, by who? That's what I'm trying to figure out.
2: No copyright. All right. There you go. Oh, well, still sounds very similar. Appreciate the Pink Floyd. Nancy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy The Closer, Chris Ventra. Welcome back, Goon Squad. So you got these fancy playoffs, but I got some questions. So yesterday we broke down pretty much all the games. We didn't like really finish it, but I want to ask you guys these questions, all right? The wild card round first, right? Who, which team will will get the biggest blowout? Let's start with that. Fantasy Taz on you. Who do you think is going to get? Blown out the worst. Which game will have the biggest blowout?
3: Ooh, uh tough one. Um <laughs> my initial reaction, to be honest, my real initial reaction is to say the Patriots. But how can you say that about the Patriots? Right. You just can't. You just can't. Ah uh, man, it just I, I wanna so believe in the Titans right now and that this is finally the end for the Patriots, but we all still do. Bill Belichick, man. Yeah. It's still Bill Belichick. It's still uh, the biggest blowout here, I think, is going to be the Saints over the Vikings. Yeah. Um, I, I, You know, Dalvin Cook, you know, not quite 100%, even though he's going to be fully playing. So is Madison um, against a tough run defense in the Saints. I think that puts a little hesitation on Minnesota to have to try and go to the air. Maybe they have some luck in the air, but really depends on how healthy dealing is. But if I was to pick one game, I think could be the biggest blowout. I think I got to go with the Saints over Minnesota. Yeah, yeah.
2: Looks like Thielen should be playing too, so. But it's interesting.
3: Yeah, but how healthy is he at this point? Same goes for Cook. That's the big concern. Yeah.
2: That's why in like the fantasy playoffs, if you're picking one guy from Minnesota, I know that uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously he's healthy. He's the healthy one on the team. Uh, and he's only seven bucks in the fantasy playoff thing that I'm looking at. Because obviously the cheaper guys are on these teams that are most likely had knocked out in the first round. Uh, so Diggs is only seven bucks. To put that in perspective, I think Devontae Adams is like 17 bucks. Michael Thomas is 16 bucks. So there you go right there. Um, George. Wow,
3: well, they got Adams over Thomas?
2: Yeah, because he's already in the next round. So like the first round,
3: yeah, but that means he plays one fewer game for you.
2: But here's the thing. In this, so this is fantasy playoff, fantasypostseason.com, right? Uh, and how it works is after the first round, the fantasy points are doubled. That's including a fumble. So if you get a fumble minus two, now you get a fumble minus four. Uh, if you get a touchdown six points, now it's 12 points. Then it gets doubled again.
3: In the AFC, All the more OC reason to take Michael Thomas.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, if, if they make it that far, yeah, that's the strategy. Well,
3: most, most people expect that they're, they're basically number two in the odds of getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. I agree. Ravens are number one, uh, you know, Saints number two, uh-huh. Chiefs number three, and then the 49ers are fourth. Is that really how it is? Yeah. See, I, I
2: That's have... really how
3: it is. I thought you The Ravens the have NFC. a 42.6% chance to win the Super Bowl. Saints are 18.3, Chiefs 16.3, and 49ers are 10.2. Okay.
2: Yeah, see, I, I feel like I thought you meant the NFC because I would say the Saints are the number two behind San Francisco, of course. Um, I think they'll hey, be. Green the, Bay. Hey,
3: if the 49ers beat the Saints and, you know, they're showing they can play with the big boys and win with the big boys, this will be the, the, you know, that'll be the true test. And they got if the they beat the Saints, or... they have every chance to win the Super Bowl.
2: Well, I think that's what it's going to be. So I think You know, the Seahawks are going to beat. If I was to pick my game that I think is the guaranteed, my guarantee of these four games in the wild card, I would say Seattle beats Philadelphia. That's the one I'm probably most confident in. Uh, I just don't see the Eagles beating Russell Wilson. Even without Carson, uh, the weapons are better. I just think that Seattle is just a much better team. I know it's on the road, but they've been better on the road. We alluded to this all week, uh, and... You know, I just think Philadelphia kind of just backed into the playoffs. I think they're the worst team, clearly, in the playoffs too.
3: Well, here here's a little betting nugget for you. Yeah. Since 1990, under the current playoff format, a nine and seven or worse team has hosted an eleven or five or better team eight times in the wild card round. Okay. They are six and two wow. at home. Um. So you know, and Philadelphia is also five and zero outright as a playoff home underdog. So, you know, I. It is interesting. all, all the little betting num- numbers are pointing towards Philadelphia beating Seattle in this one. It's kind of interesting.
2: It is. I mean, those betting nuggets do say it. But, you know, on paper, George, I mean, Seattle just looks like the better team. And I feel like when it comes down to it, if the game's close at the end, I'm betting on Russell Wilson, you know?
4: I mean, yeah, I believe Seattle's going to win the game, too. But I don't know if I'm going to say that's my biggest guarantee. Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa. Well, yeah. Saints,
2: the Saints. Uh, right? I just don't think the Saints are guaranteed here. Like, I feel like Seattle's going to win this game.
4: Well, the point was that Seattle's beat up too. Yeah. All right, they they are far from healthy. I mean, they put it down. they running back to number four. And I know it's Marshawn Lynch. and you know, he didn't do much last week. I'm going to get a touchdown. Uh, so I think they're they're in some problem. They have some problems here as well. That obviously was built really around Russell Wilson and Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. And for some, for you know, Rashad Penny uh, as well when he uh, had that little streak in there. Mm-hmm. Now they're gone. Now it's all on Wilson now. Yeah, DK Metcalf and Lockett, they are solid receivers. They're not great, so uh, I, I said I think Seattle wins the game. I do. I think Philadelphia is too banged up, but I was surprised Philadelphia went on the run they went on. You know, I was surprised they were able to do the damage they've done to some of these teams, and they did. So right. there's something about the uh, the Eagles—they're a magical team right now. If they were playing anybody else, I'd be—I would think yes, it's a blowout. You know, Saints, Packers, uh, Vikings—I would definitely be on any of these other teams, but they got a good draw in the Seahawks—the one team that's beat up too. I did I see Oaks are better as well, I do. But mm. you know, be on the road, be in Philadelphia. Weather weather's supposed to be solid. It's not gonna be bad, so that's probably good news here. But that crowd'll be rough. And I know if, uh, Seattle did beat him earlier uh, this year, I think it was seventeen to
2: 17 to
4: uh, nine, but that came on at one that one trick play. You right. know, the Nilson got uh that Wilson got the touchdown. I don't know if they could pull that off again. So I think that I wouldn't say that game's my guarantee. Uh I agree with Jim. Like Based Jim on the said, books, think,
2: it's the Saints, right?
4: Yeah, I think the Saints. Only because of the fact. I mean, Jim brought a all well, of love, so I'm not going to rehash them. The, uh, Minnesota's injured, and in that dome, and in the playoffs, we see this a lot. Once the game starts to get away from you, you start taking chances, and all of a sudden, you know, a 13-point deficit turns into 30 real quick. Right. You know, and the dome could be a problem. So I think it's the Saints as well.
2: Yeah, if the Saints take a big lead early here, Cousins is, I just think he'll choke on it. He'll choke on it bad. But I'm assuming, like, I'm just trying to say in my head, listen, Minnesota, Whit Cook, possibly healthy and getting a full workload and dealing, possibly healthy, getting a full amount of targets and stuff. Diggs on the other side makes this team very different, makes them a little more scary. And, you know, if they run well, keep pace with the Saints, you never know. I mean, I could see them at least keeping it close for a while. Um, I just think Seattle's just a better team than the Eagles. I'm looking at the Eagles' wins, right? So they won Four in a row at the end here. One, two, three, four, yeah. Right, it was against the Giants, 34-17. Dallas, 17-9, which was the, the big one. They beat Washington, 37-27. And the Giants, 23-17. So three of those four wins were against the Giants and the Redskins.
3: Doesn't matter. Those were wins they needed, and they got them. That's really all that matters.
2: I know. I'm just pointing that out. Dallas
3: Wait. That, Dallas also had lost to Miami the week before. Dallas that. had a chance to put this division away early. And they lost it by losing games they easily should have won. So, you know, don't, you can't play the game. Oh, they only played these guys at the end of the year. They did what they had to do to win and get in.
2: You're right. Cause, you know, I, all these teams that are 13 and 3 and stuff, they all played a bunch of weak teams Packers, pa-
4: Patriots. Well, it, was, it was a yeah. fraud league. Uh, that happens every year. The most impressive thing for the Eagles, listen, you could say what you want about the Cowboys. I mean, the Lord knows I, I trashed them, <laughs> bad coaching, all that. When it came to the must win game, the Cowboys, which were what? The number two offense in the NFL as far as points? They held Dallas to nine points. Yeah. Nine. All right, they did an incredible job. I mean, for whatever, this team came together. Yeah, I mean, yes, I know they beat the Giants, the Redskins, technically bad teams. They but lost they to Miami late. But they won when they had to. And they held Dallas to nine points when they absolutely had to. There is something to that.
2: Okay, yeah. We'll see what happens. It is interesting that there are home underdogs in this game. Both team's banged up. Should be a good one. We'll see. Or it might be horrible. Who knows? All right, fantasy football friends, come right back after this. Break down the rest of these games. Fantasy playoff.
3: Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grade where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com backslash grade. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grade Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Back to you, Mr. Ventra. Yeah.
2: You like Phil Collins, don't you,
4: Tash? That might be my favorite song.
2: That is a great song. And, you know, made even more famous by uh, Hangover with um, Mike Tyson. Because millennials wouldn't know it. A
4: little before that, but uh, okay. oh no, no, I know, I know. I'm talking to the
2: to
4: the new <laughs> era, new era of people. You know, the new generation. I see, Uh, I'll give you uh, what Jim would uh might know this. Uh, Chris, you'll have no chance. But uh, there was a TV show back in the '80s that really made uh Phil Collins his solo career because his songs were on that show a lot. Any idea, Jim?
3: Uh, I don't I know. Allie McBeal? No, I have no idea. Nash.
4: wow. I think it's the '90s, and MASH is what the '60s and '70s. So no. 80s too, no. 80s, 80s, yeah. It was a very popular show for about four or five years in the in the 80s. Uh, Miami Vice.
3: Miami uh, Vice. Yeah, I Vice can't say of... I ever really watched Miami Vice. Oh, it's
4: good. Don Johnson. See, I know this. Don thing. Johnson, Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah, they had a lot. They had a lot of music on every on every show with Phil Collins, Glenn Frey, uh, a lot of a, a lot of. Uh, Unknown artists. It's really what one of the reasons I think the show was so good is they used to play all that music. But Phil Collins was featured on there a lot. Coming in the air tonight, take me home, and stuff like that.
2: It's a big show, Miami Vice, for its time. I agree. He was
4: actually on an episode of the show. <laughs> Phil Collins. Go figure.
2: There you go, right there. A little Phil Collins knowledge for you.
4: A little trivia for you. I'm done now.
2: <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Grid.
3: Not bad for a guy who never wanted to sing. <laughs> Is he was a drummer, drummer, right? He never wanted to sing. He didn't think he was a good enough singer to be a, a, a front singer. Definitely not. They didn't they want him
2: They had to force either.
4: him, basically, mm. to sing.
2: <laughs> well, his voice is it strange.
4: Is. You know? I don't know if I'd say it. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it's strange. I don't, I don't know.
2: It's very different. You know Phil Collins' voice right when you hear it. Like, you'll know right away it's Phil Collins. No one has that voice.
4: He can't do with drums anymore. No. Now, that injury he suffered, uh, I mean, and if you believe the report, I think he fell in a hotel room a couple of years back and it really uh, screwed up his back or something like that. He can still sing, but he uh, I think his son now does the drums when he goes on tour for solo stuff.
2: That's pretty cool, actually. Father and son. It
4: is, but, you know, for, once again, for that song, you're all waiting for Phil to do the, you know, da 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 the, yeah. you know, yeah, the, the drums are drum, what he used to do with Chester was always a big thing, too.
2: <laughs> that big drop is great. You're right. Um... Remember, guys, Sports Grid Network, you can watch it, Zumo TV Channel 719, Pluto TV Channel 517, Star iHeartRadio, and wherever you guys listen to podcasts and streams. But It's on the Sports Grid Network. Get on the grid. Let's ask this question now. So obviously the biggest blowout is the obvious, Saints, both of them say. Um, well, it
4: may not be a blowout. I just think if there's going to be one, that'll be, that'll the, biggest. be the biggest one. Right. That's what I'm saying, too.
2: Yeah, there might not be any big blowouts. You know, you're right.
4: Um, well, hope not. I hope they're all close.
2: George, what's they're your road. upset special for the wild card round?
4: I mean, are we going to consider Tennessee an upset? I would say so. <laughs> then, it's, then it's Tennessee. Is they're and on I, the road. I, they're, they're on the road. I mean, um, I, don't think, I don't think a lot of us are picking them. So I think it's hard to say that. But, yeah, they're, they're getting plus five. We'll, uh, Buffalo Bills. You. You know, I think the Bills have a good chance to beat Houston too, but Tennessee's a, a bigger by by the site I'm looking at. Tennessee's a bigger dog, so I'd have to go Tennessee. I think they can. I think they have a legitimate shot to win this game. Uh, I wish it's. I Jim was said it before, man. It's so hard to count out New England first round, but beating New England in New England is not going to be easy here. I just think Belichick's going to do everything he can to take away Derrick Henry and force it on Tannehill. Yeah, and I think that could be. Uh, and he knows Tannehill. He's, I know Tannehill's not quite the same quarterback here, but I think he—I think Tennessee's going to win the game. So therefore, by the point spread, out of the, uh, my winners and losers here, they will be the biggest upset, although the Bills will be a close second.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm which, I mean... Now, here's on the one Bills. nugget about, about that game. You know, the Patriots were number one in the league in uh, positive turnover ratio, having a plus 21 on the season, but they didn't take away a single turnover in the last two games. That could be key here. If they don't get any turnovers, they're going to have a hard time with this offense.
2: Yeah, because you can't key on one guy in this offense. Me and George were talking about this yesterday. <clears throat> I mean, you could try to key in on Derrick Henry, stack the box, but Tannehill will beat you uh, unless Gilmore completely shuts down A.J. Brown. But yesterday, I was, uh, I mean, for the most part, I've been I on like the I like
3: Tajay Sharp as a nice sleeper in this game.
2: Tajay Sharp? Yep, I do. No, Corey I think Davis. he's got a
3: chance to make a couple of bigger plays in this one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's
2: definitely possible.
3: Gilmore is going to be draped on A.J. Brown. And yeah. And after the game he had last week with Parker, where Parker just ran him all over the field and actually scored the first touchdown against him all year, I think he's going to be a little bit on more on his game this week with a little chip on his shoulder. And trying to prove to everybody that he is indeed that shutdown corner. And, you know, that was just a fluke game. So I think he's going to be draped all over A.J. Brown. I think Corey Davis will be okay, but I just think there'll be a couple of plays where they try to get Tajay Sharp lined up on a linebacker, and he's going to win that matchup every time. Mm-hmm. And if he hits a couple of those plays, he could be a nice fantasy surprise.
2: Yeah. I mean, because if A.J. Brown shut down like we think he will be, I mean, who? I also like John o. Smith, too. I think. I, I think he might have a, a decent game if they're stacking the box, locking down A.J. Brown. I like John. Even um, you know,
3: in games where they face that defense, at, at one of those games, John o. Smith did anything. The other games, he did nothing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so hard. Maybe it comes to fruition because nobody's expecting much of him, but. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got to take those chances in playoff leagues when you're drafting and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, you, you just never know. You got to, you got to take some outside shots.
2: I agree. Yeah. You have to, I mean, and that's, you know, with the upside, I mean, these are upside shots too. And they're contrarian. You definitely want to be contrarian at some point.
3: I did yeah. a, I did a, uh, um, a draft the other night, a playoff draft championship draft over, uh, the FFWC games, and I actually was in a league. Now, there were only 16 leagues, right, mm. um, and 14-round drafts, and you have to get a kicker in defense and all that. Uh, but the, the thing is that I was in a draft with, like, three out of the top five rated players in the world. Uh, I I can't name names because that's just not allowed, but uh, three of the top five players in the draft. So I went into the draft and saw who was in the draft with me and literally changed my entire thought process to be totally contrarian to what I thought they would do. Um, I don't know how the team is going to be work out, but I really want to see how it does because it's going to be totally interesting. Usually when you do those drafts, you try to focus on two or three teams and go after those players. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what these guys were doing. So I what I, I went way. into it thinking I wanted to go a separate way because these drafts are a little different in that they take your two best weeks out of the four playoff weeks, and that's your score. So you, you need to concentrate on two weeks. So that's what I did. I, I concentrated on the divisional and the conference rounds because those are the rounds that, in, in recent history, they score the most points. Okay. You get the most points per game in those two rounds, so I concentrated my entire team on those two rounds and not separate teams. I literally spread my players out, so I made sure I had players available both in weeks two and three, and I want to see if that actually works out.
2: So you have like basically the a lot of the one two one and two seed players, a lot of the you know Ravens. Chiefs, 49ers, Packers, or did you throw some seeds? Oh, no, no, no.
3: I, I went the other way. I spread it out over a, a bunch of different teams. Okay. You, usually, you want to try and confine players to a, a, you know, a couple of teams. Mm. I went totally the opposite way. In my first seven rounds, I had players from seven different teams.
2: <laughs> there you go right there. I mean, listen, it's kind of like poker, where if you're at a table with a bunch of experts or a bunch you gotta of you know, pros. You got to try something different. Yeah, you can't. You got to go off the reservation. Like, you can't play your normal game because they're all going to play tight and smart. When you're playing against a bunch of amateurs in poker, you can play tight and smart because somebody's going to bet into you. You know, somebody's going to make the wrong call, somebody's going to get impatient. It's kind of like that with this, too. But you just don't know in some of these leagues. I mean, you got hundreds of people in these leagues. So you just don't know where people are going to go. But, you know, you got to look for what you think might be the contrarian play. Especially I like the cheap ones. Um, so for George, I, I said, George, your upset was... George is
3: a cheap one? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I was going, he going back likes the to... the cheap uh, ones. It goes right to George. <laughs> the
2: biggest upset. And he's saying the Titans. Are you, you agree with that?
3: Well, he's saying it because they, they're getting the most points. So that would be the biggest upset. Um, you know... I think New England, I don't clean. think I changed my mind. I don't think it's the biggest upset, but I oh, think goodness. the Eagles at home beat Seattle as much as I hate to say that with my love of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think Eagles at home beat Seattle. Interesting. You're
2: the first I've heard say that that's I like it, though. That's definitely contrarian. I like it.
3: I mean, listen, Hey, look, there's injuries abound there. on both sides. So it's going to be really interesting how that plays out.
2: going to be a dogfight between some some bad players, you know, here and there. Uh, I just don't know. It's hard to point out to see if this game is going to be high scoring or low scoring, just because there's so many injuries and there's just you just don't know. I, I could see the Seahawks putting up a ton of points against the Eagles. Like also, I'll tell you what, in a league
3: game. like yours, my one Seahawk was Marshawn Lynch.
2: Interesting. I, I'm I'm not for that. I, I have a feeling I don't think
3: Lynch is going to have a big one, but he's cheap. He's four dollars, so definitely a cheap. Hey, option. he came. He came one stupid penalty away from having two touchdowns last week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to bank on touchdowns, right? So there you go right there. We'll be right back for one more segment after this for Wild Card Weekend Get on the Grid. There you go, right there. Welcome back. I thought we were going to get some dip set. Shout out to the chat. Moon Squad, they wanted some dip set. Maybe on the way out, get some dip set going. All right, Barstool, Chris Kofsky, appreciate all the work you do. Happy New Year to everybody tuning in. Last segment of the week and of, uh, you know, the first week of 2020 here. So I want to break down the rest of this. Who do you think what game out of all these games, George Kurtz, will be the closest? What game is going to be the tightest here?
4: You know, I think all, other than the Minnesota game, that's one game I do think the Saints are going to win fairly uh, in hand. I think the others could all be tight. Uh, Buffalo, I think Buffalo's going to be Houston, but I think it'll be somewhat close here. But I wouldn't pick that for your question here. Is either Tennessee, New England for me, or... Uh, our uh, uh, Eagles Seahawks. Uh, I think I'm yeah. gonna go Eagles Seahawks, because I think that's a low scoring game as well. Uh, mainly because the offenses are beat up here. I could see it being 20 to 17, but I think they're similar games. But I think maybe more maybe more points come with New England here. So I'll go with the uh, yeah. Give me give me the Hawks and Eagles as far as the closest. And I said if I was gonna predict the score, 21, 20, 20, 17, somewhere around that range. I don't think either team's getting in the high 20s. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like this is gonna be low scoring too. Um, all right could be the closest. It is the closest spread, so that makes sense. What about you, Jim? You're, you agree with that?
3: I'm, I'm going to go with the Tennessee-New England game. I think this is going to be a Tennessee-16, New England-15 type of game. <sighs> Old school.
4: What a fun Saturday
3: night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there is that. Couple touchdowns? <laughs> Blame me. I, I'd rather 47-45. Yeah. I just don't think these, this, these teams are going to get there. New England's offense hasn't been putting points up the board, and Tennessee's still got to face New England's defense.
2: Right. The only game, honestly, out of the four here that is probably going to be high-scoring is the Saints-Vikings. I mean, Buffalo-Houston doesn't look like it's going to be very high-scoring either.
3: It could be, though. Really, just think about it. I mean, with Houston secondary, all you got to do is hit a couple of big plays to John Brown. John Brown. And you can put up points that way. Uh, Houston, on the other hand, I mean, they're going to have a little tougher time putting points up. But you're talking Watson and Hopkins. You know, it's if White doesn't shadow Hopkins, and he usually doesn't shadow, probably won't in this instance either. I expect them to try and move uh, Hopkins around, get him in the slot quite a few times, and you know, get a couple of you know slot slants in there into Mm -hmm. that deep middle territory that could really put a put a hurting on uh, Buffalo's defense. So. I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of people are expecting a, a low-scoring game there, but I wouldn't be surprised if this one breaks out the other way.
2: That's interesting because John Brown in this thing here, $7. The most expensive Warriors here is $17, Devontae Adams. DeAndre Hopkins, $11. He's cheaper than Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, and Emmanuel Sanders. He's tied with Emmanuel Sanders. They're both $11. A lot of people just think, I guess, that the Texans are one and done here. Uh, But that could.
3: Maybe not even one.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hopkins. It's like a contrarian play, but it's such a good play because he's so talented. I just think everybody's going to go away from it because of the Tredavious White thing. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough call. At $11, though, it's very tempting. Very, very tempting. Who do, you, who do you guys think uh, will have the best QB performance in the wild card round? So are you, Jim.
3: I got to go with Drew Brees. He's on fire right now, and this offense it, at home has always been deadly. Mm-hmm. A Minnesota secondary has been getting carved up all year. I, I got to go with Drew Brees here. Uh, you know, I'm looking at you know 360 yards and four touchdowns.
2: Oof. Who's getting those? Michael Thomas
4: and Alvin Kamara?
3: and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Another sleeper.
4: Wow. That's funny. Jared Cook's been awesome of late. I mean, uh, and Cook, yeah, Cook has absolutely been a, a top play. Before you ask me, I agree with Jim. So, I have really nothing to add. There. I think Drew Brees is going to light up Minnesota without a problem. If you want to play with non Drew Brees uh answer, uh I can see I can see Allen having a good uh, if you're talking fantasy game with the running against Houston, not a great secondary there, and uh take a choice Carson Wentz. Russell Wilson, I think they'll both have solid games. I might go with Wentz here because Seattle's secondary uh, suffers as well, but I think Wilson does fine. You know, the, the Philadelphia secondary's played better of late. I think Wilson will have some success there, but yeah. just not, nowhere near the touchdowns that Drew Brees is likely to put up. Right.
2: I think Russell Wilson could actually have a lot of touchdowns in this game if Lynch struggles on the goal line, on the ground, in general. Maybe he has to just throw the ball a ton here in this game if they can't get the ground game going. And you know the Eagles... If there's the strength on their defense is against the run. So, I could see Russell Wilson putting up numbers.
3: Uh, yeah, but they haven't had to face beast mode this year. <laughs> beast mode.
2: Beast mode 3.0. They,
3: they put a trail of <laughs> Skittles from the huddle to the end zone. It's <laughs> there done. There is no beast mode.
4: Oh, he's so,
2: Yeah, he's it's, like,
4: oh, man. Philadelphia does a so pretty what? good job against the run. They'll, they'll be fine. They,
3: they just need the running game
4: to be decent. You know, it's where 85 uh, where yards and two touchdowns
3: for Marshawn
4: Lynch. Mark oh, it. God.
2: That's very against it. I mean. That's never happened. Yeah,
4: that's not. Mark <laughs> no. it. The two touchdowns is a better chance than 80. I could see him getting two touchdowns and yeah. get to the one. Play, 85 play, yards yeah. and two touchdowns. 85 yards is not happening. That's wild. So, put you should
2: bet that prop bet because that prop bet definitely pays out well.
3: Yeah, I was actually looking at uh, a few of the, uh, they got the. The ones I was looking on FanDuel at the wild card special bets, yeah, and I like them. There's a few in there like like they have the highest scoring team for the wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. Saints are still at plus two sixty. That's not a bad bet. Houston, Houston is at easy. plus five fifty. I mean, look, I know it's Buffalo's defense, but in a home game for Houston, you know, with, with the players that they do have, the uh, you know, they could easily put up points at plus five fifty. Might be worth a small investment just as a what the heck type of thing mm-hmm. um you know who do you guys think let, let, let's go through a couple of these because they're pretty interesting
2: i'm just gonna, um can i just say this Marshawn lynch Yeah, go ahead. the over under is 34 and a half rushing guns
3: oh definitely over definitely over so you should put that in yeah i am gonna put that yeah. in i'm working on prop bets next
2: okay good good so uh, go
3: ahead um so the other the other choices you know you got uh patriots at plus 480 Texans at plus five fifty. I said that. Seahawks at plus five fifty. But then they have the Titans at plus twelve hundred. I don't know. I might have to throw ten bucks on the Titans just again, just as a what the heck type thing. For
2: for what, though? This is for making This is the highest scoring team points,
3: of the wildcard weekend. Interesting. I like that.
2: Yeah. The Saints are definitely obviously the favorite. Um
3: But they're still plus two sixty. That's
2: still good, yeah. I, I mean, would
4: take two and a half bet. to one. Yeah i would definitely touch that.
2: All right, so Drew Brees.
4: I don't know if I'm going to have that option on my site. I don't see that, so I don't think I can do that. But if I if I could, mm-hmm. that would that would be a, a bet. I would certainly make. I'll take the Saints. I'll take my chance in that dome against Minnesota team that gives up points, bad secondary. Right. I think it's a good chance. Uh, Brees lights it up. I, I mean, listen, would it would it shock anyone if the final score is 41-17? No, would shock me. I, I
2: wouldn't be shocked, but it, it, I feel like a lot rides on the Cook Thielen thing. Um, you know, and how healthy they really are because I mean,
4: that that doesn't bother me. Either. I'll take 41, 35 too. Right.
2: I think it could be like that. Well, 41. Yeah. Like, you know, 35, 28, 35,
4: tw- yeah, yeah. 35, 31, 30, yeah, something like well. that. I could see Those that scores. Sure. I hate, I hate 35, 31. <laughs> Cause that's what, that's what Dallas lost to Pittsburgh in the second uh, Super Bowl back in the seventies. I always remember that score. So, <laughs> Uh, so I that's your stand. aces
3: and eights in poker,
4: right? <laughs> right, yeah. 35-31. I'll always remember that. You know, Jackie Smith Oh, bless his heart.
3: Uh, I-, I feel like... We're not uh, holding any grudges around here, though. No, no, not at all. <laughs>
4: what? That's,
2: that's a good question, though. What is the biggest Giants loss? Like, to me, the biggest Giants loss, I remember, is the one against San Francisco. In the wild card round, I believe it was. Yeah, where
3: San Francisco came back way back. And
4: oh my god.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was that was that definitely the biggest loss world.
4: or the one that hurts the most. That's really the question. As a to fan, me, that's which the one I remember the most. the most.
3: Yeah, that, and that it hurt, hurt the most too because yeah. that they had that game in the bag. It was 38-13, like
2: I think. <laughs> I swear, I, I I'm pretty sure it was thirty-eight to thirteen,
3: and we lost. It was that something game. like that. They were definitely they had a big lead. Yeah, they just let it just die.
2: To, I think, that killed was, us. Jeff that Garcia. <laughs>
3: Jeff Garcia. The game against the Bears in the 87 playoffs was pretty bad too. Where the you know the punter went to punt the ball the and the wind just blew it right, yeah, right right away from his foot like that wasn't going to be a good sign for the day. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. A lot of Eagles losses obviously hurt. We've had a lot of heartbreaking Eagles the losses. A butt fumble. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Um <laughs> I can't even get. I feel bad for Jets fans. They've had a lot of brutal ones too. I'm sure. Um, so
3: like, just there's some, been some crazy games like that that just end in the most unusual ways.
4: And that's, that's why, why a, anyone has a. Chance. That's why as a fan, though, I like when I like when Dallas loses, lose big. You lose by 30, you lost the game. I don't care. I move on. You know, you lose those close games. You start replaying every play. Right. I mean, as, as a fan, the the loss that hurts the for me, of course, is the catch with Dwight Clark that actually hurts more than the Pittsburgh loss mainly because I was Francisco. a little older. Yeah. Yes, 1881. Uh, that's brutal, yeah. Montana. What really hurts that pe- people don't remember is that uh, Dallas got the ball back after that, and they were driving for the game-winning field goal, and Danny White fumbled the snap ball. There was set a f- a their snap fumble about the 45-yard line of San Fran with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, 20-something seconds left. So uh, no one remembers that. Everybody remembers the catch. They think that was the, l- the last play of the game. It was not.
3: Wow. That's brutal. <laughs> fumble on the... It's yeah, just the last play everybody remembers.
4: Right, you could analyze. <laughs> you're right. In these close games, you can analyze everything. I mean, literally. That, that's everything. why I rather get blown out. You lose. You lose by 30. You don't care. Yeah. It's not. It's not yeah, one play that decided. You lost by 30. In a fantasy <laughs> championship, If I lose to if I lose the Jim Day by 75, I lost. Doesn't matter what who I want to put in there. I lost. Jim Day crushed me. When I right. lost to Eric Young, he crushed me. It didn't matter if I if all my reserves counted, I wasn't going to beat Eric Young. So therefore, I lost. You know, nothing I could have done. Yeah. You know, but you so, lose by one or two, or some of these guys will tell you they lost by like. Point ten, it's like oh my god,
2: that's brutal. You know, that oh, that fantasy, would
3: yeah.
4: insane.
3: That's brutal. Yeah, if you're at, at least if your team is losing by thirty, you can go watch the bass fishing championships <laughs> or something. You know, cornhole. That's big. Now that <laughs> right? oh, cornhole, you
2: just give up after a point. Remember, uh, Jim, when the Giants were playing the Vikings in the championship and we lost like forty-four to ten or something. Oh like
3: yeah, yeah. You just yeah, forget it after like the, yeah
2: after the half. I was like, all right, whatever. You know, like it, it was Heck, better. Something role. else
3: has got to be on. <laughs>
4: bowling. Bowling's always good. Yeah, um, bowling.
2: All right, last question before <laughs> we end the end the thing here. Who do you guys think out of all these four games in the wildcard round, which player has the best performance overall? Well, the biggest game true Besides so, yeah. This is not a quarterback thing. You know, overall, just any player. If okay, you think Mike players, Thomas.
3: Michael Thomas. Okay. I'm because. gonna go
2: with Alvin Kamara. I think so too, man.
3: I just think he's going to get a couple of play-action passes out in the, the open area, and he's just going to go to go to town on this Minnesota defense.
4: He looks good again. He looks like he's got that explosion back the last couple Yeah, week of he weeks. does, and that's why I'm going with Alvin Kamara.
3: Not that I don't think Michael Thomas is going to have a great game. Uh, he was my number one pick in that draft I did. So, right. I, yeah, I'm with you on that. But I just think Kamara's going to have a he's solid to, game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, he had a great year, guys. I mean, 4.7 yards a carry. Almost 800 yards rushing, like he normally does. 81 receptions, like he does every year, exactly. Except
3: he killed people in the touchdown. week 14, 15 playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: the, he, he just really declined in the touchdown department. But that's a fickle thing sometimes. So,
3: Oh, I, it's I think, a fickle thing all the time. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I think he's Hey, people, uh, you're not done with us yet. Don't forget tomorrow, Saturday, we have a special four-hour pro football today, today starting at noon. Frank Stanfield is uh, hosting for the first two hours with Ariel Epstein, Jared Smith, and myself. Mm -hmm. And then from hours three, from two to four, Ariel is going to become the host uh, with Frank and Jared. And then George is going to join the show for the last two hours. So come out and listen to us tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of great coverage.
2: There you go right there. Pro football today, tomorrow. Breaking down all the games for the wild card round. Shout out to the Goon Squad. Good luck in the fantasy playoffs. Good luck. wagering, if you will. And, uh, happy new year, 2020, may it be a good one, may it be fortunate, or true that's not a real word. Right? All right, Fancy Taz, Jim Day, George Kirk. we'll see you guys next week, good luck,
3: I'm the closer. I'm out, get on the grid. I'm going to miss you.
0: <laughs> Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to
2: end. Which team will get the biggest blowout? Let's start with that. Fantasy Taz, on you, who do you think's going to get blown out the worst? Which game will have the biggest blowout?
3: Ooh, uh, tough one. My initial reaction, to be honest, my real initial reaction is to say the Patriots. But how can you say that about the Patriots? Right. You just can't. You just can't, uh, man. It just—I I, want to so believe in the Titans right now, and that this is finally the end for the Patriots. But we it's all still do. Bill Belichick, yeah. man. It's still Bill Belichick. And it's still time. Uh, the biggest blowout here, I think, is going to be the Saints over the Vikings. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, Dalvin Cook, you know, not quite a hundred percent, even though he's going to be fully playing. So is Madison um, against a tough run defense in the Saints. I think that puts a little. Hesitation on Minnesota to have to try and go to the air. Maybe they have some luck in the air, but really depends on how healthy Thielen is. But if I was to pick one game, I think could be the biggest blowout. I think I got to go with the Saints over Minnesota.
2: Yeah, yeah. Looks like Thielen should be playing too. So,
3: but it's yeah. But it, it, yeah. how healthy is he at right. this point? Same goes for that's a big concern.
2: That's why in like the fantasy playoffs, if you're picking one guy from Minnesota. I know that uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously he's healthy. He's the healthy one on the team. Uh, and he's only seven bucks in the fantasy playoff thing that I'm looking at. Because obviously the cheaper guys are on these teams that are most likely had knocked down the first round. Uh, so Diggs is only seven bucks. To put that in perspective, De- Devontae Adams is like 17 bucks. Michael Thomas is 16 bucks. So there you go right there. Um, George. Wow,
3: well, they got Adams over Thomas.
2: Yeah, because he's already in the next round. So, like, the first
3: round... Yeah, but that means he plays one fewer game for you.
2: But here's the thing. In this, so this is fantasy playoff... fantasypostseason.com, right? Uh, and how it works is after the first round, the fantasy points are doubled. That's including a fumble. So if you get a fumble minus two, now you get a fumble minus four. Uh, if you get a touchdown six points, now it's 12 points. Then it gets doubled again.
3: The AFC, All the more reason to take Michael Thomas.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, if, if they make it that far, yeah, that's the strategy. Well,
3: most, most people expect they're they're basically number two in the odds of getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. I agree. Ravens are number one, uh, you know, Saints number two, uh-huh. Chiefs number three, and then the 49ers are fourth. Is that really how it is? Yeah. See, I, I that's have... That's really how it is. I thought you were Ravens have NFC. a 42.6% chance to win the Super Bowl. Saints are 18.3, Chiefs 16.3, and 49ers are 10.2. Okay.
2: Yeah, see, I, I feel like, I thought you meant the NFC, because I would say the Saints are the number two behind San Francisco.
0: Sports Grid.